our Lord. But you know, I don't blame the innkeeper because if the innkeeper had known the kind of person he was and the power he possessed and the purpose of his birth, he would have quickly made room for him. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to remind all of us the person of this Jesus, the power he possesses, and the purpose of his birth. And when you hear these, when you know who this person Christ is, and you know the power he possesses, and the purpose of his birth, you being the innkeeper, will make room for him. Oh, I said amen. We read the book of John, John 1 through 5. The way John reports the Christmas story is a little different. John does not talk about Matthew, I mean, talk about the genealogy of Jesus like Matthew does. John does not concern himself about the angelic voices that made the announcement. John doesn't mention shepherds. John doesn't care about the flocks by night. John goes straight to reveal to us the person of this Jesus. He said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. John makes a link between Genesis and the book of John. Genesis said, in the beginning, God. And John said, in the beginning was the word. Genesis said, light came into the world. Or better still, Genesis said, let there be light. And John said, that light, not the light that lit the whole world, but the light of Christ showed up as man. Hallelujah. He said, in the beginning was the word. John reminds us that even though Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it did not start in Bethlehem. Jesus is God. John reminds us that he is God and from the beginning he was there. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He is the beginning. He was in the beginning and he will always be there as God. Bethlehem was where he was born, but Bethlehem was not the place he began. He is God eternally. He is a king of kings and the Lord of lords. He showed up as man, but he was God. The person of Christ is that he is God who pre-existed and who created us. Beloved of God, I know that we know that already. But I want us to just look at one or two things that makes the birth of Jesus Christ extremely meaningful to us. Amen. 
In the beginning was the word. The word was the logos. Then when you read scripture or when you look at the meaning of the word logos, logos is a word of God, but it also it is a principle of divine reason and creative order. Logos is the principle of divine reason and creative order. So when scripture says that in the beginning was the word, it also suggests that the reason for our existence was right from the beginning, which is Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. The solution of our challenges is Christ. And when God gave him to us as a gift, he was making us understand that our reason for existence is in Christ. So those who exist without the knowledge of this God have a permanent vacuum in their hearts. Beloved of God, the reason for our existence is Christ. Hallelujah. Bible says, come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though your sins be as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. They have a phrase that they say the African is incurably religious. I don't know how that came about. But I do know that Ecclesiastes say that God has made, created eternity in our hearts, a vacuum in our hearts that man always looks to fill that vacuum and knowledge, the knowledge of God and the acceptance of who he is as a person always fills that vacuum. If you live on earth without the knowledge of this entity, God, and without Christ in your life, that vacuum exists. And for the rest of your life, you'll be looking to fulfill it. On Christmas Day, the reason for our existence was brought to us in the person of Christ. Hallelujah. If the innkeeper knew that the reason for our existence, if the innkeeper knew that this person was God, who pre-existed, was there in the beginning, if the innkeeper knew that the solution for all challenges was the one that Mary was carrying, he would have made room for him. This morning, is there a vacuum in your heart? This morning, are you longing for something deep, deep-seated at the bottom of your soul? Is something missing? What you need is to make room for this Jesus. The person of Jesus is our solution. The person of Jesus is our reason for life. This is the person that I've reintroduced to you. But let's also look at the power of this Christ. Praise the Lord. The power of this Jesus. Beloved of God, if I would ask you right now, that what are some of the greatest manifestations of God's power that you know about, that you've read about, that you have experienced in your own life? 
I'm sure that we'll have so many answers. Some probably would say that I believe that he is a powerful God because he created the universe and you are right. I believe that he's, he's a powerful God because Bible says that he converted fish and loaves of bread and multiplied and fed 5,000, counting children and women, even up to 20,000. So he's a powerful God. Absolutely, that is the truth. I believe some people will also say that, hey, pastor, he healed Jairus' daughter. At the point of death, he healed her. And only God can do that. He possesses the power. Or he is the Christ who the lady with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. You would be right. Beloved of God, I also want you to know that one of the greatest powers or manifestation of the power of God is the ability for God to add humanity to his divinity. Think about it. God, who is God, and to allow himself to be born as man. I believe that spells out the greatest of his powers. That he became what I am so that I will become just a little bit of what he is. A righteous God. That he would come and die for me, for my sins. And allow me to come into his presence. That, for me, is the embodiment of his power. And if you're here thinking that, how is that possible? If you believe that with God all things are possible, then you have to also believe that he is God who can turn into man because for our sakes. And that is exactly what Jesus did. But also, if we believe that he is so powerful that he created the universe, if we believe that he is so powerful that he made all things, everything you see, all the atoms, everything you see visibly, if you believe that he created them and made them, then you also have to believe that his, his power makes sure that this little earth that he created spins on its axis, revolves around the sun, and makes room, gives way for any planet or any heavenly bodies that would hit the earth and destroy it. If he's able to manage all that, and make sure that this earth is safe by his power. If he's able to move things around to keep the earth safe. Beloved of God, I'm reminding you that this Jesus has also been brought to us so that in your life, he can move things around to make sure that you have your safety. His name is Jesus. Colossians says that he has the power to hold all things together. If you're here this morning and there's a vacuum in your heart, there is something you're looking for. If you're here this morning that things is just not enough. There's something missing. I want to reintroduce Christ to you. He is a reason for your existence. And he's the only one who holds power over every single thing on earth. And he's able to hold you up and make sure that you become the person that you were created to be. Don't give up on this Jesus. Make room for him. The person of Christ is that he is the reason for our existence. The person of Christ is that he's a solution for our challenges. 
The person of Christ is that he holds power. Ability to come down to become like us. There is no one who can do that except for this Christ that we're talking about. Born in a manger for us. Given to us as a gift. His name is Jesus. His purpose. Bible says in him was life. And the life was the light of man. The person is the word of God. He's, he's, the person of Christ is, is the reason, the, the power of Christ is his ability to hold all things together and make sure that we have all, we, make sure that we are safe here on this earth. But also his purpose is that he brings light into our darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He brings light. He throws some kind of light into our hopelessness. He brings some kind of order into our disorderliness. Praise the Lord. He brings some kind of, some kind of hope in the areas that we struggle. Brings life. See, there is no ambiguity between light and dark. They say that darkness is just the absence of light. And when there is darkness and you switch on, the littlest light, the darkness dissipates. If you are here and in your life, in your, in your closet, there are skeletons. There are things that you are struggling with. You lead a dark kind of life in secrecy. I bring you to Jesus. Jesus is the light. May he allow him to throw some light into the darkness and bring some light and joy. If you're here, you're living a shady lifestyle. If you're here, you're struggling with some kind of sin. If you're here, that you don't seem to find the light. You are in a box. There's darkness around you. All you see is fuzziness concerning your life. You don't know where you're going. Beloved of God, Jesus is a light. The Bible says that in him, in him was life and the life as a light of man. His purpose was to bring us out of that darkness and he died. He was crucified. He died just so that purpose will be fulfilled. Just so that you look in the face of challenges. Just so that you look in the face of sin. Just so that you look into God's heart and say that God, I have come before you, sinner as I am. Forgive me and he will forgive you. Much less Lamb of God. Bible says that his name is above all names. The son of God without sin. The son of man with power. He is a miracle working God. And he was a gift for us. If it had not been for this Christ on our side, where would we have been? I want to reintroduce Christ to you. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. Bible says that he has done all that went to the cross resurrected on the third day and right now is seated at the right hand side of the father because his work is done on earth. Whilst he was on earth, he became our high priest. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You know the high priest, they will keep sacrificing. When you look, when you look in the architecture of the tabernacle, there wasn't any table. There was, I mean, there wasn't any chair to sit on. There was a table. There was a few elements. And then the, 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 the priest will be, will be struggling, 
taking all sorts of lambs and, and killing them and sacrificing. Bible says that they would do that day and night because the sins of the people were too much. Today, somebody will come with a sin of, of prayerlessness, bringing the lamb. They will sacrifice that lamb, cleanse that sin, and then the next minute, another person is coming with that same sin. This person that they sacrificed for will go out, and the following week, he will come back again. The priest could not rest. The priest could not sit down. But Bible says that Jesus is seated on the right-hand side of the Father in heaven because he was our one-time sacrifice. And the work is done so you can afford to sit seated on the right-hand side of the Father. Beloved of God, this Jesus is the real deal. This Jesus is the solution to our vacuums in our heart. Beloved of God, this Jesus is the one you need this morning. Do you know him? The Prince of Peace, the fairest among ten thousand. Bright and morning stars, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. The lily of the valley. When you find yourself in the darkest darkness, if you would lift up your eyes, you see that little lily that is bringing some light and shine into the valley. Do you know this Jesus? Make room for him. Now that you know the person, the purpose, and 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 uh, and, and the power of this Jesus, would you make room for him? Or would you be the innkeeper and say that I've, I've heard it all, but I still shut my heart from you? The innkeeper didn't know who this Christ was, but you and I know. Would you open your hearts for him and get him to come in and dwell in your heart? Or will you shut that door shall we be on our feet shall we be on our feet on this day of Christmas we don't know whether the date was actually 25th December but because he made the dates and because he made the hours we have every right to choose one day so today, we have chosen that day as the Christmas day. If you are here and you are doubting in your mind, it is not the day, we don't, uh, we don't care about it. He made the days, so we have chosen that one day. Hallelujah. We are saying that he was born on 25th December. Whether you believe it, whether you like it or not, it is Christmas day. Hallelujah. Where else would you want it to be? 15th September or 2nd January? 25th. Maybe 18th July. That was my birthday. That would have been good. Hallelujah. It is Christmas Day, Lord. You've heard the message. This morning, I'm just appealing to that heart. I'm appealing to that heart. I've had so many experiences, maybe not so many, but a few experiences where people will hear the word of God and they will totally discount it. And the next minute, they are meeting their maker. This morning, if you doubt your Christianity, I want you to give Jesus another chance. I want you to open your heart. 
one more time say, you know what? I don't really, hitherto, I haven't really cared about this message too much. But for the sake of this word that you've given us, I want to give you another chance. Come into my heart. Come and dwell into my heart. I'm opening up for you to come in and do unto me whatever seemeth right to you, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. The times of restlessness, I surrender everything to you. Impact my life. I give my life to you. I rededicate my life to you. Lift a prayer and commune with your God. Father, we give you glory. You're knocking at the doors of our hearts. We open up, oh God. Come and dwell in us. I want you to pray to God.